feel like Gordon Bombay would have taken his career to even further heights. Everything's flashy, everything's cocaine, everything's fun. Open wide for some soccer. I don't care what you think about, what your personal thoughts are at home. I care that you hate the Cowboys. Call college rule. Welcome back to the Sports Experience Podcast. I'm Chris. This is Dom. We're going to get started. Please give our uh, socials likes and comments. Um, Sequin Comedy, Dom Detola Comedy. All of that good stuff. Uh, and just uh, support all the stuff we got. If you got any suggestions, uh, shoot them our way. Other than that, we are on the uh, hard court. We're on the clay. We're on the grass. We're on all of it today. And this one's for the ladies. Ooh, here we go. That's right. Today we got Monica Sellis. Yep. The biggest what could have been in oh. probably female tennis history. Absolutely. It's kind of ridiculous. The. The trajectory that her uh, career has. Definitely. So, uh, Monica Selvis, born December 2nd, 1973 in Novi Sad, uh, Serbia, in the former Yugoslavia to ethnic Hungarian parents. That's right. Um, she had a brother named Zoltan, which I read about, which made me think of Dude, Where's My Car? Zoltan. Zoltan. But uh, Dad was a professional cartoonist. Yes. A couple of publications out there. Uh, started and, playing tennis at five. Uh, you could tell it was a coach. Yeah, I was just going to say, you could tell it was a family thing because her dad was a coach. So, like, it was like we always say with these kids, it's like ball in the crib, you know? So, yeah, it's totally. uh, yeah. Or uh, Pete Sampras down there in the tool shed. That's right. <laughs> Whacking. <laughs> so, um, it said his dad, her dad would draw her pictures to make tennis more fun, which I thought was really cool. Yep. I thought that was nice. Yeah. That one of those domineering uh, type of sports parents. Um, at age 11 in 1985, she won the Junior Orange Bowl Tournament in Miami, Florida. And uh, she was noticed by a tennis coach. We've talked about him, I think, in our Agassi episode. We definitely right? did talk about him in our Ag- Agassi episode, old Nick Baratelli. <laughs> um, but he he is, if you look at these tennis players from like the 80s and 90s, he is like, they all go to his school oh, or like yeah. have him as a coach or like some sort of interaction with him. He, he just shows up. Yes. He's like the Forrest Gump, only he teaches you really good tennis. So her and her brother end up attending his uh, academy. Yeah, which... Pretty late 80s, a pretty good time to get out of Serbia yes. if you don't know anything about world events. You can go look that up on your own, but man, talk, talk about luck right there. Because you're not wrong. <laughs> it was the great timing for that family to just kind of go and immigrate essentially to the U.S. Yeah, so in early 86, her and her brother go to, uh, to tennis school, train for a couple of years, and uh, parents finally arrive by 1990. Uh, uh, or eight eighty seven, get out of Yugoslavia, and when she comes to the states and starts playing full time, even as a teenager, she is just dominating the hell out of everyone. Yep, it, in eighty eight at fourteen, uh, she entered her first pro tourney. So that's how like you can tell she was like could, could compete at that level at fourteen. Oh, a hundred percent. By February of the following year, she's turned pro full time, mm-hmm. wins her first title. I believe in Houston over person we did an episode on Chris Chris Ebert Chris Ebert mm-hmm. yeah and and that was uh, right when Chris Ebert was like about to retire but it was like one yeah. of those spider webs that you probably wouldn't even have thought that they would have played and- we talked about that on the Sampras episode tennis is one of those sports where oh, like man the changing of the guard is much more evident than in others because it's like one-on-one you know yep like it's not like a team versus a team and you can almost see it because they like they'll win in like straight sets and you're like oh they're 
they're done. It's finished. Yeah. It's done. Um, so later that year, she gets all, gets all the way to the semis of the French Open until yep. losing to Steffi Graf, and she'll come back Steffi later. Steffi, one, we'll we'll talk about Steffi one more time. That's all I'm saying. At least one more time. <laughs> we talked about her in the Agassi episode, but this is a completely this different is... type of thing, and something that is completely her fault. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Hashtag don't sue. Anyway, 1990. 1990 is when. Per year. I was going to say she becomes like this pro that everybody really starts to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of a slow start and then 36 match straight winning streak that is so ridiculous because it goes in and out of slams it's yeah well i mean 36 in a row and when this isn't like goldberg spearing people going yes and winning streak this is like competition on the level and she's a teenager she's still a teenager kicking the crap out of people it's 16 she won the lipton players champ the eckhart open the italian open um this one in Germany, which Latunza. one? The Latunza, yes. Um, beating Graf on that one. In the final. In the final. Um, she won the French Open, so she that was her first uh, Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Beat um, Steffi Graf in this final. And she was the youngest uh, French uh, Grand Slam singles uh, champion at 16 years and six months. So it was, it was definitely uh, this, like, coming onto the scene, like, I'm the... I'm the shit, you know. <laughs> a quarterfinal loss in Wimbledon, but Wimbledon was never her best. This one that got away, man. Yep. This one that got. But uh, she wins the Virginia Slims of Los Angeles. Bring back cigarettes. I mean, what are we going to have? In the five years for college football, we're going to have the Jewel Bowl. Oh, man. that's <laughs> Bring back the Virginia Slims sponsorship. <laughs> Virginia Slims, ladies. Ladies. What else? What else? The other uh, vaping companies, whatever. Yep. Just bring the back cigarettes is what I'm saying. Elf Pod Bowl <laughs> Game. <laughs> Played probably in Tucson. Oh, God. That's, I can actually see that. That is exactly. Uh, beating Martina Navratilova in that one. Yep. Much like Chris Everett. As we discussed in that episode, probably at the end of her career, but yep. still, but it's still like it's changing to the guard. Yep, um, um, finishes the year ranked number two mm-hmm. uh, to Steffi Graf. So she's hot on she's hot on her heels. Chris. That's right. And then we get into ninety one, and it's hard to it's hard to imagine what it's going to be like. Like we're going to get into it, obviously, but just the, her domination in 91 and 92 is just so ridiculous. Oh yeah. Um, goes in immediately, wins the Australian open, mm-hmm. becomes the world number one, wins the French open. Yep. Pulls out of Wimbledon because she had shin splints. And in this year, probably could have won dude. Yep. In this year, she won 10 of the 16 tourneys. She actually entered. So it's it's three grand slams though. Yep, three grand she slams. She wins the U.S. Open. She wins the U.S. Open. It's quite a ridiculous like feat when you think about how dominant she is with Steffi Graf, who is like one of the best, and she's in her prime. Too. Yes, this isn't like a Martina or a Chrissy Everett yes. type of end of her career. This is her at her absolute best and going. Why am I losing? Yes, no, seriously, Why is this happening. Why? <laughs> but. Uh, she also wins the most important tournament again, the Virginia Slims. That's true, very yes. true. Back to back winner and finishes number one in the world. And I don't know if you know this: if you're a back to back winner, you get a lifetime supply of Virginia Slims. So. Which is, if you're 
any athlete worth their salt is smoking Virginia Slims, Chris. You need it. You do, it Paul balls, what are those? What do I like to relax after a stressful day of tennis? Some Virginia Slims. I could see that being a commercial in the I, 60s I without any hint of like irony, irony yeah, or just, just like it comedy. It relaxes me. Yes. Yeah. It relaxes me. Yes. Get it. 92. Sorry. We should have commercials like that, like an 80s one. It was just be like, I just like to do a snifter of cocaine. It just, it brightens me up right after our tennis match. Like, serious, like, seriously, like, put together fucking. I want to, I'm here to talk about safety at the stadium. And you know what? Nothing beats asbestos. <laughs> we're going to make the, we're going to make the grass out of it. We're going to make everything. Helmets, I'm telling you. It's the safest material in the world. And we're using on our field Roundup. All right, I'm going to hell. That's terrible. <laughs> we're using round. I know it, we, I just said it's not real grass. I'm telling you, it's even better. Oh, man. Uh, we got it. We're going to get those commercials going. We got off track pretty quickly there, but still. That's fine. I enjoyed you the know, hell out of it. That's fine. You know, sometimes we go off track. That's where the best <laughs> memories are made. So, there you go. Okay, 92. This is height of her powers, Monica Seles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody, and this is the other thing that people were saying too, was she was winning in straight sets. So she was like yeah. sweeping games where it wasn't even like, there. it didn't look like the other women were even in competition no. with her. And it's, she was winning in straight sets against really good players. It's Great. not like she was just like, oh, first or second round taking out the scrubs. She's kicking the crap out of these people. And it's not a down point in women's tennis where you're like, well, no, no they're still like, yeah, it, it's pretty ridiculous, this 91 to and to 93. Um, but in 92, yes. uh, Australian Open again, where that's her dominant place, French Open again. Um, U.S. Open again. She actually makes the finals of Wimbledon, mm-hmm. uh, but loses, um, which I always think is interesting if you go back, because I watched some of those, and because Wimbledon's on, on uh, grass, and they said that it wasn't that like her game didn't suit it. She just like was just like unlucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not- and she loses to Steffi Graf in the finals. Yes. So, I mean. Because uh. that, that's her, that was her like dominance so much, so that it was like, if if she kept going, she would definitely have had a Wimbledon. There, there wouldn't have yeah, been a doubt, it, it, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. Found this interesting stat from January of ninety one to February of ninety three. She won twenty two titles and went to the finals of thirty three of the thirty four tournaments she entered. So if you were if you were winning a title, you had to beat her. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing. The other dominance that you kind of. Because she has so many second places, but everybody knows it's first or last. Oh yeah. So, but to, to go to the finals in thirty three of thirty four, it's insane. And these are like it's not thirty three. These are Grand Slam finals. Yes. These are not like you know we're not this Virginia. Virginia. We're not Virginia slimming it up. <laughs> this isn't the Elf Bar. Um, God no. San Diego Open. Okay. <laughs> Um, she went 55-1 in one in Grand Slam win losses. The Wimbledon loss was the uh, one in that in that stat sheet. Yeah, that's, um, that's what made it so much more incredible. Is like Her her win percentage is 98%. It's insane. Th- this is, we're, we're talking like 
Patriots with Brady type of winning yep. percentage. Like, it's just absolutely amazing. Like, the star now of women's tennis. Like, I mean, she's undisputed star. That's true. That's very she's true. She's on top of the world. And we get into nobody's, 93. Nobody's talking about Steffi Groff. Get into 93, back to the Aussies. Back to the, you know, Vegemite. Um, she wins again and beats Graf in the final again. Mm-hmm. And this kind of sets up what would be coming up because she is constantly beating Steffi Graf. Constantly beating her. Like uh, in all the finals. And then in April of that year, April, April 30th, 93. 93. That was good. She goes to Humberg. a tournament in Germany, mm-hmm. in Deutschland. Called the Citizen Cup. Called the Citizen Cup. And she's uh, in this tennis match against uh, Magdalena Malena, I believe. That's a pretty good name. I, I feel like that's close enough. Her her manager, Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. I'm Chris Christopherson. I'm Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Magdalena Magdalena is, you know what I Malena, mean? Malena, I don't know. Yeah, I know. But, uh, uh, but this man who was like in the audience mm-hmm. just kind of like saw, slid up to where she was. Gunter Park. Thank you. Perche. And stabbed her with a nine-inch blade. I mean, this is some serious McPoyle shit. Like, legit, you get fork-stabbed, Charlie. Yep. Like, And it's not comical like in Happy Gilmore when a Volkswagen hits him and goes into a TV tower, which we can all laugh at a man on fire putting it out yelling, Jackers! Oh, happy lookout! <laughs> oh, my God, I love it! This is actually very serious and terrible. Yes. This, this mentally disturbed man. So, like, they were thinking, why would someone stab Monica Sellis? And at that time, in 93, as we had brought up before, this is at the height of those early 90s Yugoslav independence slash ethnic cleansing wars. Yep. She's Hungarian ethnic-wise. She just happens to be, be from Serbia. Yeah. But you're thinking, okay, well, maybe somebody has a bone to pick because it's Europe. Okay? That's all I could say. Well, they they thought it might have been a political statement about the wars that were happening to split up Yugoslavia. It came out that he was just a completely insane man, obsessed with Steffi Groff. Not a Galuli situation. No, not a Galuli situation. Somebody alluded to that earlier in the episode. I'm just, that wasn't it. (laughs) People are calling me Galuli. (laughs) (laughs) Macaroni Midler! Oh, now you cry? No. Um, that, that's the thing that... God, I lost my train of thought on that one. So she got stabbed. She got stabbed. She got stabbed. We're, so we're sad. In the, in the middle... Oh, oh. Um, he was obsessed with Steffi Graf, and he thought if, if he stabbed her, she would stop playing tennis, and then Steffi would become number one. I now, mean, what? My, my, only, my only thing is I can't deny the results. <coughs> You so you're saying he's like one of those bad cops, but stays on the force because he gets results. I, I gotta keep him on the force. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is it's disturbing. It's kinda, so what yeah. I, obviously, next. we're making jokes about it, but it is so disturbing, and the blowback from it. So it, I think it said it took her like three or four weeks to recover. Yeah, but it took her two years to ever come back to the tennis court. Oh, um, yeah. She was talking about how the safety for tennis wasn't there. Like if you look at other sports she, at her back turned. Yes. 
And she even said after they made these changes, yeah, those probably aren't enough if somebody no. really wanted to run out yeah. here. And that's what she was saying. It was just like, cool, so now we get to see them coming at us? Yeah, like, right. It, it really I'm armed was, with a racket, but, yeah. you know. But And that's what she was saying was it's hard for her to get back in the mindset of being locked in in a professional setting. Also, we you have PTSD. Yes, we look at what happened to the guy who <laughs> essentially no didn't sentence. didn't get. He got like a two year suspended sentence because he was like they deemed him mentally ill, and she thought that that was ridiculous because of the way the German law system was set up. She was just like, no, that guy should be in jail. Well, we all know the Germans and their laws, Chris, mm. over the course of time. So, so she know. steeps, like you were saying, PTSD goes into depression. She actually develops an eating disorder in mm. this time. Um, she is unbelievably like disconnected and didn't know if she was going to come back to tennis, you which know? is number one, her own health and safety is the most important part, but my God, just to be on the top of the world and have just some crazy asshole d derail it. Yes. Like, just throw it completely off the rails. Because it's not... I feel like if she, like, tore an ACL or Achilles or something gave out while she was playing, it would just be like, well, shit happens. I yep. can get back. Because, like, injuries are part of sports, not crazed men with a knife. And that it, that's what she said. It's hard for her to stay in that because you, you have to be in that focused mindset constantly. And it's hard for her to do that when she's, like, fearing for her life. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just not how it's going to go. Man, I wonder how I should play this next, uh, this deuce situation. Oh, wait, does that guy have a blade up yeah. there? Like, what the exactly. Heck? So next couple of years are pretty much just losses. Yep. Like in terms of the loss to history, number one, she's barely coming back into tennis despite all the positive outpouring. Uh, she gets her U.S. citizenship in this time. Yeah. There's Winning like, team. Yep. Winning Stuff team. like that. Um, but like we were saying like the the she comes back and is just a different tennis player yeah and but it's definitely like excusable as far as like why she is which yeah. makes it unfortunate but by january 96 she does she's she's got some she's got some uh juice left in the tank i was gonna say because she she starts to make one like you see in tennis like a smaller comeback in 95 she's playing like smaller tourneys 96 People are starting to think like, oh, are we going to see Monica Seles? Like, is this like her coming back and, and becoming number one again? That was the other thing was there were some people like asking if they should hold her number one yeah. ranking because she never technically lost it on a sports injury. Yeah, I, I feel like Steffi Graf would have been like, you lose. No, I think Steffi was one of the ones that was for it. No, you're right. Yeah, Bye. but that you're... I love the German. <laughs> you lose. You lose the blanket. Oh, no. So, um, uh, 96, U.S. Open, goes to the final, and ends up losing to Steffi again. But in January, she wins the Aussie Open. That's right. Which is amazing. It's amazing that she won a Grand Slam after all of that. And it was and her fourth. Back. And her. it turns out it was actually her last. It was. Yeah. Which... Good for her to win in the place where she was completely dominant, like as far as her tennis career. Because she she had, uh, I think, another French Open final and stuff like that. But Yeah, in 98. But yep. over the course of time, she just can't. And there's a new crop of lady tennis players coming. I mean, Graf is kind of hold over, but like there's a new crop of other girls in their late teens yep. joining tennis and 
doing the same or similar things that she did. And it felt it. Unfortunately, it felt like she lost her prime. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like you, you look at when she was destroying Steffi, it, that was her real prime years. And then you, she really lost. She was not 20 years old when she was stabbed. Exactly. Let me bring that up. Not 20. Thank you. She would have had another, at least another decade if she wanted to. Like, she wasn't 20 years old. She had, what, seven majors or whatever, seven Grand Slams. And it was like, that's the thing that everyone says, like you said at the beginning of the episode, she is the biggest what if. Yeah. And that that's the saddest what if. It's not like she, you know, did a bunch of drugs no. or like, you know, she just didn't... went off the rails. Like, no, she was stabbed by a mentally insane person. Exactly. And, and that's what really sucks. It was taken away from her by nothing that she did. You know what I mean? Which sometimes like injury will happen. But like you were saying, that's like that's you. You can't like plan for that, but you can't like. Not it's going to happen. Like pe- people are definitely going to be injured. You can't be like, well, somebody's definitely going to get stabbed in the <laughs> in my professional tennis career. You know what I mean? Like that's what's so. Look, you never you never hear a guy in a bar going like, man, if if it wasn't for that stabbing, I could have been all state stabbing. I could have been all state. You guys, my serve had so much speed on it when he took out my Achilles. Wait, you said stabbing? <laughs> yeah, like Uncle Rico, like, I could have gone pro, but then that guy with a Bowie knife came out of the woodwork, and you're like, Uncle Rico. Well, Napoleon Dynamite just took a very dark and interesting yep. turn. Weekend of Bernie's was a dark and interesting, disturbing tale. So true. <laughs> she did win a bronze medal. Uh, yes, um, yes. In the uh, Olympics. Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of, she keeps playing, but she's not at the top throughout the early part of the 2000s. And she was making like semifinals and quarterfinals of of Grand Slams, but just not the the same player. Unfortunately, and that's what everybody says, like coming back from this incident, she just was not at that top elite level. No, spent um, basically from 2000 to 2008 with her retirement, Mm -hmm. just in exhibition matches Yep, more than anything, which is... Very sad. 2009, no. Named to the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Didn't want to bring that one yep. up. Um, also, some interesting stats. Um, won eight of 11 of their Grand Slam singles titles in her prime. Eight was the most of any teenager in the open era. Yep. That 33-0 and in the first 33 matches at the Australian Open. That's what I mean. Her, in Australia, she was so dominant. It's... I like we were saying it's hard to say like would she have the records on on Grand Slams if she kept going like it, it's she could have she could have I mean that's it's, it's I, not you always talk about like, oh what could have been it's like, this one's not like outside the realm of possibilities yep like it's actually like based in reality but yes nine Grand Slam singles titles that's ridiculous mm-hmm. and three tour finals championships as well so I mean. And that's the that's the crazy part. She retired at like thirty five. I was gonna say, and all of that was done at like twenty. You know what I mean? Like she had one Grand Slam after this incident that that she was twenty four or whatever. And you look at it, you're just like, all of that accomplishment, and 
Yeah. And she's barely, and I mean, in the wider sport that she barely remembered. Yeah. That's what I mean. Which is even crazier. It's like that someone could. Because it was such a small blip of two years, but it was such dominance. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, granted, what that guy did, Jesus Christ. Terrible. Just awful. I do think it is, and this is kind of what she said that built into it was it was like well he's out on the streets you know what i mean and she said that she was just like well that doesn't make me feel very like safe in any open area that everybody knows where i'm gonna be exactly like yeah that makes a hundred percent sense and they really like i said they didn't change the security that much from it they're just turn the chairs that was it monica don't worry he won't stab you your chair is turned it would be like if we got stabbed and we started to do the podcasts and we're turned this way we're just like no no it's Oh, wait, the door's over there. It's going to work, you guys. We'll turn the chairs. Like those old Napoleonic battle squares. You you face that way, I'll face this way. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. And we'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Virginia Slims. Yes. Very important. It's a very important product that needs to be kept selling to everyone in this great nation of ours. Well, we know when women smoke cigarettes, they don't want the full cigarette. No. So this is a cigarette for a lady after a tennis game or whatever you during have. a tennis game please enjoy virginia slims uh monica Sellis. i have to say the one of the weirdest turns in sports history because top of the world dropped off stabbed like it's it's insane so how about we just remember her for those nine grand slam singles as a freaking teenager yes Exactly. That, that's more important. Yes. There's nine total, eight as a teenager. Eight so. as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. No, she was a, a fantastic uh, tennis star, and she should be remembered more. So, 